Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. This week we have myself, Ashley Chandler, Jim Parkin, and our guest, Tom Hull. And we're going to be talking about security at the church. You know, we're unfortunately, I guess you could say, in a time in a world where we need to think of things like security and keeping the congregation and the visitors to the church safe. But where's the balance? I want to talk about today where how secure do we be before it's no longer welcoming and it's and we become an institution. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been here at Freedom Center Church. Well, I've been here uh, 20 years and uh, uh, I've I've done security for probably 16 of those years, uh, wow. even before there was an official security uh, uh, team. They were uh, looking for a place for me. They couldn't find one, so they said, go stand out in the hallway and, and uh, keep an eye on everybody. Keep an eye on the kids. <laughs> That's and cool. So uh, it, it's been a concern for a long time. I know you. Jim, you were saying that uh, times are changing and, and it's tough, but uh, there's always a, a heart for the kids right. at the Freedom Center. And uh, so we've always made a, a conscious effort to, uh, to keep, that's right. how it started with the right. kids. And uh, now it's moved into the congregation and uh, the whole church. That's really cool. Because you've been able to see it from the very beginning to see it evolve and change right. with needs and resources yeah, and stuff. There's definitely been a, been a change for uh, because of the threat level that's gone up. And right. And not really, not only just outside threats, but there's, I mean, we've had situations where there's been, you know, custody situations. And sure. Even, even to push it out away from Sunday, like Summer Spectacular, when we're doing our, our Summer EBS, where there's, you know, we have, where they have us on security watching because there's, there's parents or family members that aren't supposed to have contact and we need to, you know, we need to monitor that. It's really comprehensive, I feel like, especially in the children's ministries. It's how safe they have them. Like, I've been here a while now and they know me down there, but I still just can't walk out without my right. sticker and my claim check. Or right. Whatever. Right. And for us, well, I was telling you this the other night that um, we've been here 11 out of the 13 years that we've been married. And so almost and we had Kalina that first year that we were married, too. So um, really, our kids have grown up here. We've grown up here in a lot of ways. And this is really our only experience of church and how we handle all the kids' rooms and things. Now, we've been here since the remodel and the renovations that were done, and I do remember some of the changes, and I do remember kind of being a little bit surprised by the whole sticker system. We'll have to kind of explain that a little bit for folks that don't know maybe what we're talking about, but um, 
kind of feeling like it was so much that went into it. But then after, like, a year or so after we started coming here, I started serving in the nursery. And, I mean, I remember one Sunday there was a very upset dad that came in to get his kid, and I didn't have any, like, that was before we did all the sticker stuff. And I didn't have any proof that that was his child. And he was so aggressive and upset, and I didn't know what he was upset for, and it was like had to grab the leaders and stuff. And it was just, it really put me in a moment of like fear and you know, like all that going on because I didn't know. And it's like kids, and he's upset, and but there weren't any. That was back when we just had the the open window door stuff too. It wasn't fully locked doors into the rooms either and stuff. So it's just, I don't know. Part of me is like, this is just what I know and it's awesome. Um, But it is interesting. Well, I really think our system that we have now is very uh, good with new people coming into the church. I don't think it's, it's something that they walk in and they see the way we operate and say, whoa, what's going on here? It's, like, wow, thank you for uh, yes. protecting my kids. And <clears throat> I know the first time that I moved from the children's end watching the kids and was put in the sanctuary to watch for uh, things going on there. Yeah. And I was told, okay, during worship, uh, you know, you have to kind of keep your eyes out and make sure uh, things somebody isn't going to approach somebody that uh, they shouldn't and and I thought you mean I can't close my eyes during worship uh, this is this is uh, infringing on my church experience now and but it then hit me that the congregation does close their eyes and right. for them to feel comfortable in that situation and know that their their kids are being taken care of and watched and secure, that they can go into service and close their eyes and feel that they can be secure. Yeah. So it was just a different, uh, different thought process that I had to get right in my head that, uh, okay, I, I know how to watch kids and, and take care of kids. Now it's time yeah. uh, because of the world we live in it's time to watch the congregation yeah and uh that gave me peace uh to be able to say okay we're we're doing this in not a overbearing way we're just we're just doing it for the congregation yeah and absolutely well we've had since i've been on medical and and uh, since we kind of decided that we, instead of just being in church with a earpiece in, we'd just be kind of back with you guys on the security team. I, I remember a couple couple first service incidents where someone would put their backpack down. <laughs> someone not familiar to us would put their backpack in the back and then go up to the front. And it, it being kind of nerve-wracking and more, you know, don't want to cause a scene or anything like that. But at the same time, I, I only speaking for myself. I don't want to be the guy that just stood idly by and then, whoops, someone clacks off some C four bag bomb thing. But I can remember discussion for a minute. It didn't last long, and but discussing and do we need to get to a point where we don't let people bring backpacks or their purses or their bags in? And uh, we haven't got there, but I can remember some of the discussion being okay. We're still church. 
right? It's not like we're setting up a TSA checkpoint before you can go into the into the to the sanctuary. But just with kind of with the unstable world we live in, you know, like we're talking about, at what point is do we have to think of do we need to get that far ahead of ourselves? Is that are we in a time do you think where we need to think about that? Well, I know uh, some churches in the area uh, do have that uh, in place, you know, down um, south of us and um, uh, closer to the city. Uh, you know, Pastor Jim's always said we live in Mayberry, right. but uh, not and not not necessarily anymore. And uh, I think there again, I I don't know if that is something that uh, they're going to look at in the future. I don't I don't I don't see it on the plate right now. Right. But again, I think if that uh, was to be enacted. Um, I think I think it would go. Uh, people would see that we're not we're not trying to uh, become a police state. Right. Uh, they they would see that it's it's for everybody's uh, peace of mind. Right. And yeah, it might be an inconvenience, but uh, in the long run, it's it's so that we can do church together as a community and feel feel safe and. I will say from a functional standpoint, because really a lot of these larger items coming in are probably students, moms with purses, you know, women with purses or the diaper bags and stuff. The diaper bags are going in with the kids into their rooms. Um, they have stickers on them. And they have stickers. Yeah. You're not going to, they're all lined up with whoever they're going with, you know. And then really from there, if, if you need your wallet from the cafe, it's like, I leave everything in the van because I don't want to carry a bunch of stuff in. Also, I would like to be able to sit whatever I have on my seat without worrying about, if, not that I'm thinking that anybody's going to grab it, but just that the less things that come in, the less things I'm going to forget going back out. And really, I don't need my whole life with me and my purse with me to go into service on Sunday. So I'm kind of like, it really doesn't matter. I, there's really not a bunch of stuff that I need to bring in. So I would hope that folks would understand that it's like you're coming in for service. You might need your Bible or your journal or something like that, but you, you shouldn't really need like a whole bag's worth of stuff. And so hopefully that's okay to leave out in the car and, right. you know, just leave it be and stuff. But Like Tom said, that's not a place where we are yet, but, you know, the intent is, is to keep, like you said, to keep the congregation safe and to so for people to be able to know that it's they're covered and it's, you know, and that there's a, a team of people watching out for them that are trained and that are prepared. But, you know, there's that balance. I've always thought about that. There's a balance where you, if you just, like anything else, if you just go one step too far, you know, then, then do people start getting offended and start leaving? Because, like, for example, uh, in the summertime or in the end of summer, uh, I went to a conference in Frankenmuth. And part of one of the days they were talking about that, keeping your your church and your congregation safe. And the majority of the churches represented, as a matter of fact, all of the churches represented except for ours were completely against it. They didn't, they didn't lock their doors even. They just, everybody was in service and the front doors were still open. And there were way more high traffic areas than we are. I mean, Fenton's a busy, busy version of Mayberry. But 
That's hard because, I mean, I'm not super, I mean, I'm not super old, but I remember, I mean, I don't feel like this is really in some ways anything new. I mean, I do remember hearing news and things, even when I was younger, of a couple incidences of churches being, you know, attacked or somebody coming in and doing something. So it's like, it's not, I don't know. And I, I lived in a pretty good side of town where I grew up, but there were still issues at the Kroger, like a few blocks away from us, depending on, you know, like it, it, crime can happen anywhere, you know? So it's, I don't think it's necessarily being um, like overly cautious, but at the same time, I, I worded it one way to somebody. I was explaining everything that we do, even to the point where we don't have anybody in the nursery changing all the kids' diapers. We have one background checked person that's been thoroughly checked to make sure that we just have one person that does that for that service and so on. And it just it just helps with all of those things. There's just there's so many details that are in place. And um, just explaining to a new potentially new family, like all the things that are in place to be very intentional and safe with kids on all those different levels. And um, it was kind of almost like questions like, like, well, have you guys had any problems? Like, no, we we don't have, we've never had anything happen, but we've, we've planned and put a system in place so that we plan on never having any problems, you know, that idea. I think that's part of uh, something that I've always struggled with is, you know, there's a lot of soft targets out there and we don't want to be one. Right. uh, you know, if there was uh, a planned uh, event that was going to happen at a church, I think it's very evident if you're going to do, you can go into a place and scope it out and say, ah, I, I can go down the road and uh, and things would be a lot easier. Right. Not, not to say that, you know, we want to... Uh, put that image out but uh if if there is an organized uh something that is going on it's it's very easy to see that there's easier places to go than here and you know it it happens at movie theaters and you know a school is pretty well locked down and um uh, that's for good reason and uh so i think uh people tend to to see that it's out there in the world in other places so it's not so intrusive that it uh, the the basic things move into the church it's, yeah. it's for safety and it's for the kids and and uh, the mothers and there's plenty of reasons to have it i think absolutely well, you know i'm biased so i would say we have a, a pretty good system a pretty good setup you know i know that it's not it doesn't appear for, from the first day we came into this building to, to come to church here until present day. It's never seemed like ominous or like this over. That, that's very purposeful. Right. Uh, uh, our our leader who who runs security, uh, there you know, it, people see somebody with a earpiece on and a, and a and a walkie-talkie on their belt and they think, oh, cool, like. I want to get into that. That's, right. you know, but there's a definite uh, attitude that um, is is looked for and how you carry yourself. And we're not, we're not looking for uh, military police right. presence. We're, we're, a, we're a loving, welcoming church. And uh, 
safety can be done in a loving manner right. and, and not, not uh, obtrusive. Right. And so that's, that's how every member of the security team is picked. Uh, what, what, is your, what is your motive and, and how do you conduct yourself and are you soft-spoken? And, you know, a lot of things can be handled uh, before they escalate. You know, right. people, people just want to be heard and, and, uh, yeah. and so things Absolutely. can... Absolutely, and that kind of answers the question on the balance that I was talking about. And for us here, it starts with the selection of the team, like you said. So it's never really a thing because of, of how we're set up and, and who's, who's on that team and who's on medical and yeah. just how we conduct it and carry ourselves. <clears throat> I guarantee if, if you didn't have to have that earpiece hanging out of your ear with the, with the squirrely little uh, squiggly cord going down your back, I, I, I find it hard to believe that people would even know. Right. Uh, just because of the training that we've been through and uh, how we're supposed to handle ourselves. Just body position, you know, just, right. I mean, we don't leave anything to chance. Uh, there's, there's a way that you stand with your arms crossed, scanning the room that, that we don't do. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's ways that uh, you can get that friendship and, right. and love to come out first and uh, still be still be protecting the congregation right. I think it's phenomenal I, I just think it's I don't know I think back to when um, I don't my time hop came up today that it's been three years since I've been to Haiti I'm like it really seems like it's been like five six years or so but on that trip Brian Holcomb and Tracy Holcomb were on that trip and there was one day where we were all coming back from lunch from the church and came over or from the school came over to the church and Brian had just sat himself down in the doorway and was just looking out at the street but just sitting in the doorway and stuff and he was just so casual about it but at the same time it was it was very intentional and um just the 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 group of folks on that team that made all the plans that had all the conversations that did everything ahead of time so that we could go just love people freely right and just not be worried about all that stuff um i feel the same way about the security team here that we get to freely like i don't have a worry I don't have any anxiety coming in this building. Like I get to come and just love on people freely because I know that everything's in place. And so I just think it's an incredible honor to have that whole team working because I know that there's such a level of responsibility that is placed on that team's shoulders to do everything that they've been trained and equipped to do. Um, Because also in the event heaven forbid any of that were to happen but at the same time like just like our first response and our officers and our um our military and and reserves and all those guys like we've prepared and and been trained but we're also willing to take that risk that we've been trained to do as well so there's just there's no littleness to that at all and I know that there's a lot of folks that um, are just incredibly appreciative. And then a lot of folks that just don't even know because you do such a phenomenal job with the security. So it's and that's pretty cool too. Yeah. You know, I have a couple of friends who didn't come here for a while and specifically because he's a guy that carries. And when 
you know, another mutual friend and I told him he can't carry you. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's cool because you're covered, you're safe. Yeah. You know, and it was, you know, they were in a different place and, and it was just a struggle. You know, I've had multiple people. It's a struggle because they like to carry, and it's, but you're safe. Yeah. And to see them transition into a time where they really feel like, you know, they don't know what our tactics are or anything other than that we're safe. And now I'm cool, and now I don't have to worry about that. But I would I, I would say most folks that carry, like they're carrying because they're taking on that responsibility for themselves. And so to hand that over to somebody else, right. I think a lot of the reason why they got licensed to carry, right. um, to conceal carry, is because they, they took that responsibility to heart to do that for themselves. So to be able to pass that over and have right. that trust. That's even a bigger deal. Yeah, really. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Well, that, that goes to pastor's heart that, uh, you know, we are family here and that we're going to protect family. And uh, he's going to make sure that new people that come in that don't know the church are going to feel safe. And uh, it, it, I, I thank, I'm very thankful that we have uh, the leadership that we have here that, okay. that knows uh, what hurting people that need that kind of relationship uh, are safe here. Right. You know, it's always been that. Pastor's heart's been there from the beginning. And yep, exactly. It's, it's amazing the, his ability to, to like literally have his finger on the pulse of the heart of broken men and mm-hmm. just know and just understand what they need. It's incredible. It's, it is. It's an honor to, to work under that leadership it is. and serve under that leadership. Cool. Anything else? Ashley, anything to close us out? No, I, no. I'm sure there's so many stories, but I don't know if we're at liberty to (laughs) share half of them. There's been been things. Yeah. I can remember one, the one most incredible thing, and it was harmless, and it turned out to be. Um, This is back when, um, when it was Mallory Miller, before she was married, and she played the keys, right? Well, there's a dude that, they, were, they had come out on the platform and just getting started for worship, and this dude just trucked it up the ramp to talk to her. <laughs> and it was like... I, th- I think he had a song he wrote, and yeah, he wanted, wanted yeah, exactly. her to, to hear exactly. it. Yeah, that was I remember thing. that. Totally innocent, like, totally innocent, and just time and place was way, way, way off. off. <laughs> but like, the team just like converged on the stage and like very lovingly, firmly but lovingly, escorted him out. And he explained, oh, I've been writing worship songs my whole life. I just wanted to share this song with her. There's a time and a place. Right. Right. Well, especially right before service is about to start, like the team is prepared, (laughs) prayed, like mentally, like we're just ready to walk out and just serve and lead worship. And so to have really anybody even come up to the platform and start a conversation, it's like, but we're starting in like, 40 seconds <laughs> like we're turning stuff on making sure everything's good like we'll, we'll talk to you after but so I'm even from a functional perspective like that's super right. helpful to just have people that are in the room keeping other people <laughs> like where they're supposed to be right. you know I think that's a big difference uh, in a church setting as other settings in the community because people <clears throat> do feel at home and uh, you know able to go places and talk to people and uh, we're all family yeah that's what families do but 
to get it uh, a functioning family right. so that everything goes smoothly. <laughs> Some things have to be set aside. Right. And, and if you have to approach those kind of situations, people on the on the most part are receptive to it. Oh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't understand. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, and it's not like we've got 30 people in a small... Right. Like little home church or anything like that. We we have, what like any given service, what we've got like four hundred people, right? In in the room. So I mean, there's a lot to kind of, just kind of keep eyes on and stuff. And it's it's just so good though. It's so good. So, is there anything else on your heart that you want to share? Like just kind of speak to. Uh, no, I think uh, it's been, it's been a real good conversation. Okay. I'm glad that uh, you. You brought up the security issue to uh, to talk and just let people know that uh, Freedom Center is a safe place. Right. And That's that awesome. we're loving. Love well, thank you for all that you do, Tom, and have done and continue to do. And it's awesome. I love you and Kathy. So. Appreciate you okay. coming in. Well, thanks. All right. Cool. All right. Stand by for next time. Thanks for listening. And as always, thank you, Freedom Center Church, mm-hmm. for the use of this space and the opportunity to be on the podcast network. Um, check us out on the socials, Facebook and Instagram. None of that Twitter. <laughs> None of that Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. You're just not very useful. <laughs> okay. See you. See you.